Although usually uh, my favorite is Biodome. Padded Room Podcast coming direct to your earbuds once again. My name is Darian. I am back, you motherfuckers. I've been doing a lot of my Christmas shopping on the Wish app. I expect those presents to show up probably mid-June. Miss Monica is in the house. I am here. Monica, how are you doing on your Christmas shopping, kiddo? Uh, I haven't done any yet. Well, the only, <laughs> you only buy presents for your dogs anyway, so I think you're going to be okay. When... One uh, $45 trip to Petco, and you're pretty much good for the year, right, baby doll? I don't know. Oh, what no. What for? They eat it anyway. That's the whole point, man. Yeah. Let, them get, let it get them out of their system, and then you're done and over with. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I lost another couch this week. Dude, you are burning through couches faster than my old roommate. I never thought that I would become that person in life that was searching for free couches on Craigslist. I mean, <laughs> it's not necessary. I mean, okay, you're you're out of the bachelor phase of your life, or at least you should be, but you have a legitimate reason to be uh, searching for free couches on yeah, Craigslist. Yes. It's not like you're building a couch fort or you're homeless or something no, like that. No, but I'm going to start stockpiling couches in my you garage. You should. You should. You should have like an ammo belt of couches. Yeah. Just so one go. Okay, get rid of that. Here comes another yeah. one. Bang. Oh, you come home. That one's all fucked. Okay, out you go. Here comes another one. Bang. Exactly. That's what happens when you have five dire wolves. I know. I know. And if you leave them alone in your house for more than 38 seconds, something's going to get eaten. Yeah, when they get mad at me. They couch eat after you. couch after fucking couch. Forget about it. Buddy is also in the house. Yeah. yeah. Buddy, where are you at on the Christmas shopping uh, list? I've done a little bit a while ago, and then I just like stopped. I'm like, oh, yeah, i got to get back into it. <laughs> no. No, you don't. Just whatever you got is good enough. My cutoff is like December 20th. Yeah. After that, I'm done. And I've, if, if I forgot somebody, then I'm sorry. I will uh, Amazon you a gift card. That's what you get. You get a... Yeah. A fast track gift card. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Here's a Starbucks thing. Yeah, Go. I think about making Monica a steel couch. <laughs> that would. That is, is exactly what I'm looking for. One of those metal futon beds. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Without yeah. the futon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can just remove that when I leave for work and bring it out at night. Well, I feel like at a certain point, the dog hair is going to coagulate into like a cushion situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you just sweep it all together and kind of clump it 
and maybe you can bail it up somehow. Boom, you got yourself a cushion. It's going to be itchy. Right? Nobody's going to want to sit on it. So other than that, I think you're, you're pretty much good to go there, baby doll. Okay. Yeah, kind of like a big, like those uh, beanbag things. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Dog hair. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why does this beanbag smell like piss? <laughs> I think there's bugs in it or something. I don't know. A little chunk of kibble. Ugh. All right, you maniacs. We got a horror show to get to. We got listener mail, horror news. We got all kinds of fun and games for you. Here in the padded room on a sultry Tuesday night. Let's get right to business. We got some horror news. Horror news. news, You motherfuckers. (laughs) Horror news. Monica, what do you got for us, kiddo? Um, unfortunately, I read the horror news today okay. and didn't go with any because I figured I'd give you a chance today. Oh, okay, good. So I'm not going to get the living shit <laughs> scooped out of me. Okay, buddy? I, I only saw one thing that was important, so All let's right. see if you come across I it. I bet I did. Okay. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> buddy, what do you got, home slice? All right, so... Ethan Hawke is returning to the Purge franchise in the show's oh. upcoming second oh. season finale. Okay. I didn't see that. I like that. I'm yeah, the that. Purge franchise began with a contained home invasion film back in 2013. Lena Headey. Which starred Ethan Hawke as a fluent James Sandin, a security system salesman who didn't serve his family's hellish ordeal on Purge Night. Naturally, we never expected that Hawke would ever be able to return back to the franchise, but he actually coming back to that world next week. Okay. Uh, he will be... Hmm. Uh, reprising the role, of course, is what he was. Um, and this is what they're saying about him. James is featured in the finale's cold open, which flashes back to one week before the first national purge and the first time his high-tech security system is tested. Okay. Yeah. First national purge. Okay. <laughs> I got to get caught up on the purge TV show. Yeah, I heard too. good I things. I started it. So. I mean, either. I'm, I'm in the dark on this. But I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Yes. So super stoked about that. Uh, good news for you. You probably already know. Dead by Daylight Nightmare Edition is now out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. What the hell is that? I was not aware of this. Oh. What is Nightmare Interactive have kicked off their holiday season with a special physical release of their popular asymmetrical multiplayer game, Dead by Daylight, announced back in October. Dead by Daylight Nightmare Edition brings you the base game along with three DLC chapters, Curtain Call, Shattered Bloodline, and the recently released Stranger Things chapter. Oh. No? Well, I already have all those. Oh, okay. So, On top of that, the Nightmare Edition includes the Headcase Cosmetic Pack, which offers players different hairstyles and accessories to style their survivor, along with four add-ons, the 80s suitcase, the bloodstained sack of flesh and mud, and the spark of madness. The Nightmare Edition retails for $39.99 on either the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. Okay, a couple of things. Uh Number one, that's a good deal. Okay. Because like a fucking idiot, I got the core uh, Dead by Daylight, and then I bought all Each the one as, as it came out. out. So I'm probably in the hole a good 200 bucks at least right. on all this. This well, That's how they get us. That's how they get you. And if <laughs> yeah. I had just held off till now, I could have got the whole shit for 40 bucks. But let me tell you something about Dead by Daylight. They, they got all these cool little um, hairstyles and shit for your characters. Uh-huh. It's going to get you killed. 
It's going to get you killed. Yeah, because it's going to stick out. You got pink hair. He's going to spot what? you like that. <laughs> Running around in the dark. Get some dark. You would, what I got. I Black got, hair. What, I got a beanie. I got a beanie on. Black and I, beanie? Uh, it's, like a, it's like a military green. Oh, okay. And then I got blood all over my face. They don't see me, dude. I'm out, I'm out the door. Yeah. I'm gone. They, they they just follow that blonde bimbo that's out they there. Find, yeah, they find the, <laughs> the raver chick with the weirdo Japanese flag t-shirt. Hey, look at me. She doesn't make it five minutes. I'm out the door, dude. Goodbye. <laughs> right. And I'm not coming to save your ass either. See ya. Goodbye. All right, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. The Conjuring's announced its third film's official title, The Devil Made Me Do It. Pretty exciting for that. And it's directed this time by The Curse of La Llorona's Michael Chavez. I have not seen The Curse of La Llorona. I have not either. You don't want I, to. Oh, That's what really? Monica said. That seems to be the general consensus. Oh. Hmm. Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It reveals a chilling story of terror, murder, and unknown evil that shocked even experienced real-life paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine oh, Warren. Oh, here we go with these fuckers again. Yeah, one of the most sensational cases from their files. It starts with a fight for the soul of a young boy, then take them beyond anything they'd ever seen before to mark their first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defense. Meh. I mean, I'm going to check it out one way or the other eventually. I'm just not jumping over my my uh, my wife to get <laughs> yeah. to the ticket booth. Right. I don't know why I would have to have to jump over my wife. I don't know why I even said that, but that's, <laughs> that's fine. I'll yeah. uh, I'll probably put that one on the VOD list or yeah, something. Yeah, you got a while to think about it because the film opens in theaters nationwide on September 11th next year. All right, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Third season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina coming to Netflix in January 2020. It's another show I got to get caught up on. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Netflix has announced with a short teaser video that the new season will arrive January 24th, 2020. Okay. Uh, season three will take Sabrina down to hell in a mission to rescue her boyfriend, Nick. That's what this season's all about. Okay. And even more exciting news. Ooh. Train to Busan sequel, Peninsula, reportedly aiming for summer 2020 release. I'm so excited for this one. I haven't heard anything other than the title. All right. But, what? oh, you got something? Oh, I got All right, all right, hit me. We learned back in August of last year that director's Yun Sao Ho was working on a sequel to exceptional 2016 zombie film Train to Busan. Spoilers, it's one of the movies you'll find on the best decade list coming soon. Uh, brings us the update follow-up title peninsula is likely arriving next year we are preparing for the market release by summer 2020 but the schedule for international release has not been decided yet the distribution company reportedly stated this week the film will revisit the same zombie virus that was seen in the original movie except this time the focus will be expanded to the entire korean peninsula mm -hmm. okay uh trader bespond spawned a prequel with the animated film soul station back in 2016 and Learned last September that English language remake was in the works. Uh, okay, English language remake of Train to Busan or of Seoul Station? Probably Train to Busan. I think Train. I to think Busan. we talked about that. Yeah. Wasn't James Wan behind this? Uh, I want to say he was. Yeah. I All right. think so. All right. So yeah, I'm into it. Excited for that. Mm -hmm. mm. I do too. 
A quiet place. Aliens get the Funko Pop treatment. <laughs> yeah. Go Funko yourself. <laughs> With Paramount Pictures, A Quiet Place, sequel set for spring 2020 release, Funko has announced pop vinyl figure from John Krasinski's smash hit monster movie that features one of the film's aliens, gnarly teeth and all. However, if they wanted to go dark, they could release a vinyl bow and his toy spaceship. Um, so here's the first look at this Funko Pop. Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a shit? And that's what it was based on. I know. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm sure that'll be worth something at some point. (laughs) I'm sure, yeah. Maybe when... I feel like the Funkos are eventually going to go the way of the Beanie Baby. Yeah. Like... like Put out everything and then it'll just disappear. And everybody will be like, wait a minute. These are stupid action figures with blockheads. Yes, take it up my entire house. Why am I paying $300 for a, a blockhead thing? And then everybody's going to like, yeah, why are you doing that? And then that'll be the end of it. Yeah. Once no. <laughs> I get made fun of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making fun of them for years. Nobody listens to me. Know, right? This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. What do you got? Dude. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Trailers are live. <laughs> yes, they I'm are. I'm going to try to contain my boner for two seconds. Mm-hmm. What I you, left you this one because I knew you'd talk about what it. What did you guys... You guys saw the trailers, <laughs> yeah. I assume? What, what did you think? I can't oh, wait. I'm I super stoked. I am fucking amped. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine and he's like, dude, I think that's uh, Egon's grandson. Of course it's Egon's grandson. Did you not see the little specimen jars with the ectoplasm <laughs> right? in them? Fucking A, it's Egon's grandson. God, I, I'm, I am pumped for this. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Uh huh. Rudd Magazine gave it four out of five Rudds. It's not even released yet. That's a lot of Rudds, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm into it. Uh, Speaking of trailers, Amazon has released the trailers for The Boys Season 2. Oh. Are we all caught up on The Boys? Which one was that one? Uh, Anti-superheroes. Oh, the one I was watching? Uh, Carl Urban. Yes, Yes. I can't wait. It looks very bloody. When does it come out? No release date yet. Fuck. Mm. 2020 sometime. Oh, my God. Looks dope. Wow. I'm yeah, because you have a bad superhero You have a supervillain. Did you watch yeah. it? I did. Oh, the yeah, so you know how it is. I do. Oh, my God. There's, there's now a yeah. supervillain in yeah. the house, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Yeah, I like but a supervillain. I like uh, Carl Urban and his... Uh, g- oh, I hate that power guy the what superman knockoff oh uh, dude. homelander <laughs> yeah homelander. fuck that guy you know you know a buddy of mine was talking to me about he actually read the comic book uh-huh in the comic book homelander has to eat babies oh. live babies wow to maintain his superpowers oh damn like okay. not like not stem cells but actual babies that are crying and he has to oh yeah. i could see him doing so that. disgusting wow. forget Such it i'm glad sure. they left that out of the series because <laughs> I don't know that I could stomach that shit. The baby back ribs. Oh, okay, now. <laughs> All right, there, corny pants. Uh, lastly, it looks like Shudder's new action horror series, The Deadlands, is ready to premiere in January. Oh, uh, some kind of a zombie apocalypse situation, but the zombies are somewhat intelligent. They like. There's like. Like they know how to turn a doorknob and they can, they're like talking. And oh, wow. They can like okay. you know they want to eat us, which suck, but they're basically us. But they want to eat us. They're more like I don't, maybe they're more like cannibals. Santa Clarita diet kind of like her. 
Like that kind of. Advanced. This looks much more mean spirited. Well, right, yeah, and uh, malicious. So, like, I don't know. I saw I saw a trailer, but it was only fifteen seconds long. Wow! But it. you can see what the zombie situation is going to look like. It looks pretty dope. Cool. Man. I'm I'm psyched for yeah. it. And that, my friends, is all we have on the horror news. How about some listener mail? Oh yeah. Oh, listener, listener mail in my <laughs> mailbox. Oh. <laughs> Monica trying to pretend like she's not hearing any of this. It's a male gasm. (laughs) Listener mail. I think I'm going to change the name of the segment from listener mail to male gasm. (laughs) Now it's time for some male Male gasm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you get her gasm on. <laughs> the first gasmer is <laughs> the first load coming from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> you people have a lot of growing up to do, man. Come on, try to hold it together. We're trying to do a professional. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let's go right to Southern California with our main man Tony. Hey, Hi, Tony. Tony. Tony's in the house. Uh-huh. Subject line, votes and things. Greetings, padded room. Well, start with the votes. In singles, I'll take Samara. Just hold your horses there, Tony. Samara, you got it. Um, water puts out fire, I guess. And teams, I'm taking the Sawyers. Come on, guys. They are little wooden dolls. Fuck these things. Uh, also a valid point. For educating Mrs. Monica. Miss Monica, I messaged her earlier, but it's Tales from the Dark Side. You cheated at chess, so I'll bring a mummy back from the dead to kill you. Seems fair. (laughs) Yeah. That was a pretty easy one, man. The burrowers was fine. The monsters were interesting. They kind of looked like giant toothless camel spiders. I didn't like how the monster only came out at night. It made made it hard to see. That is a faux pas that you don't want to make, like in casual conversation. It made me hard versus it made it hard. <laughs> Clearly, I should do one. Wow, I wasn't even thinking. I was like I agreeing even... with him. I, I said it, and then I heard it, and then I said. He's got melgasm on his mind. I've got to. <laughs> I have to address this right now, or I'm going to get eaten alive next week. Uh, I didn't like how the monsters only came out at night. It made it hard to see what was happening. It probably saved a ton of money on special effects, though. Clancy Brown was the best part of the movie. Until next time, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for writing in, Tony. Um, Yeah, I agree. It's not a bad show, but the monsters were a little wacky. Yeah, it was like watching Starship Troopers. Little bit, uh, Wait, with a spear thing. Little bit, yeah. Little tone that down a little bit, and then you got the burrowers. Uh, let's get down to Houston, Texas. Here comes Lance. Hey, Lance. Subject line: Terra Dome. As much as I hate to vote against anything Stephen King, the outcome is obvious. Fire, fire will do will not do anything to a vengeful coast. However, Samara can certainly take out poor Charlie. Samara for the win. Right on, Lance. Puppet Master dolls would destroy the Sawyers. That is all. Lance from Texas. Thanks, Lance. Agreed with you, Mr. Lance from Texas. Uh, we got some voicemails here. All right. 
Let's start it off back in Southern California with our main man, Miss Monica's pod boyfriend, Tom Hardy. Wow. Hi, hey, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Hey, yo. Ooh, padded room. How's my favorite degenerate today? So far, so good, hope everyone sir. Everyone is there. hope everyone is doing well. Hey, first, I just got to say how uh, proud I was to be included in uh, Darian Psycho 7. Uh, thank you for the nod there. Absolutely. I let you down. Totally. Uh, now on to the Terror Dome. You know, you got Terry uh, and um, uh, Samara from right. the ring. Absolutely. And, you know, you made a point that, uh, you know, Carrie is just a child and, uh, you know, she's going to Charlie react out of fear and freeze up. You know, yeah. I think that's exactly why she is actually going to take this one. Because okay. uh, when threatened, you know, she immediately is just going to... Uh, start, you know, throwing fire, I think. And uh, I think even though, yeah, Samara's all damp, I think she will burn eventually. So I'm going to have to give this one to, uh, to old Carrie. Oh, was it Carrie? Charlie. Was it the fire starter or was it Carrie White? Either way, give it to the, not Samara. The know, other one. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, and then <laughs> to um, the uh, Puppet Masters and uh, uh, the Sawyer Sawyers. Folk. Yes. So, you know, I... I I'll, I'll actually I'll write this one for you. I can okay. See exactly how this one goes. Oh, all right then. So mm. I can see the puppets like sneaking into the Sawyer's uh, compound there. Right. You know, and then uh, just as you know, uh, uh, Leatherface grabs a I don't know Pinhead or something like that. He catches him lurking around and he picks him up. And he's kind of looking at him, and you know he's about to kill him. Then I think, uh, you know, you can see Six Shooter in the background kind of creeping behind and leveling the guns at uh-huh. uh, Leatherface. And just at that time, Andre Toulon says, Welcome to Texas, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> the whole goddamn thing up. You know what? I'm just fucking with you. Just give me the puppet masters on Thank that way. You. So, <laughs> anyway, hope all is well with you. Love you like family. Bye now. I got Bye-bye. A, I got oh, a feeling sorry. he's not going to let that go anytime soon. <laughs> I feel like uh, we've we've got quite a few more welcome to Texas motherfuckers and do your thing cousins coming at us from uh, Tom Hardy. I I earned it. <laughs> yeah. It's my fault. I agree. Um, right on. Thank you for calling in, Tom Hardy. Let's get down to Alabama with the breaker of people that call into the podcast. It's Mister Alan Jutra. What's up, Alan? Samuel L. Jackson, if people are calling your oh, podcast. Oh, Hope everybody's right, doing good. Um, Terror Dome, give me Charlie and the Puppet Master Dolls and as Monica Tales from the Dark Side. You know she okay, is. Uh, Dead <laughs> 7, I really liked it. Uh, I'm mad at it. I'd be honored to be part of your group of uh, psychopaths or whatever <laughs> that have to team up and take down some shit. Fuck um, yeah. That's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Fuck yeah, except I got a weird feeling. That if I were having to assemble a team of seven psychos to take somebody down, there's a good chance Alan is going to be the one that we're going to have to take down. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like he's our apocalypta, and we're I'm gonna I'm gonna need five lunatics or six lunatics to join forces with me to try to take down Alan. <laughs> right. And we're all gonna get killed. He's gonna kill us all, but one of us is gonna get lucky and I don't know poke his eye out or something. <laughs> And that's how it's going to go, my friends. Uh, do you guys have anything for Tony, Tom Hardy, Alan, or Lance? 
Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for calling it right now. Yeah. Thank you, guys, for all your support and your goddamn... Thanks for guessing the movie. Yes. It I was got awesome. a good one for you guys this time. Oh, okay. She Ooh. thinks she got something for us this time. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys ready to get into a movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Psycho Bunny Death Cult, starting right now. Indians, they killed, they took Marianne, took the whole family. What kind of weapon makes a wound like that? We'll find him. We don't quit. We don't sleep. It's like you find yourself a hole in the ground there, Will. What do you think, cowboy? I don't know. Another right there. This is something we ain't seen before. Who takes men and horses and leaves the valuables to rot? Woke up. He says another tribe, miners. He didn't say miners. He used the word for an animal's dig, burrow mate. Why would they bury her alive? I don't know. Once you get to Fort Lincoln, you stay with her. We'll pick you up on our way back. Uh, that's right, inmates. We are talking about the Burrowers. This one is from 2008. It came in at um, 9.7. Motherf- 5.7. Oh, Five, you were close. 5.7 stars. 5.7 stars. That was a perfect 5.7. Which I think is, uh, I, I actually find that to be a little bit low for uh, the Burrowers. 5.7 stars on IMDb. This one's written and directed by J.T. Petty. Does that name ring any bells to anybody, J.T. Petty? Mm-hmm. No. There's another movie out there called Soft for Digging. And it's an independent film, but it's actually pretty good. It's low budget as shit. Definitely worth a watch if you can get your hands on it. Also oh. by J.T. Petty. Okay. Uh, it stars Clancy Brown. We all know that name? Yes. Mm-hmm. He looks like the parole officer's dad. I could see that. Yes. Now, now that you say Thank that. You. Now, now that you say I that, yes. tell him that's your dad. I could totally see that. Uh, the difference, though, is the voice. Yeah. I feel like Clancy Brown <laughs> could bring a woman to orgasm just by, like, stern commands. <laughs> you are, you are... You're going to, you're thinking sexual thoughts, and you are, your panties are getting moist now, or I will beat it out of you. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Um, Clancy Brown, of course, uh, probably most notable as the, uh, 
the like the most brutal of the prison guards in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Uh, what else do we know him from? Uh, John dies at the end. He was oh, the crazy uh, psychic and guy. And his first uh, start in the uh, uh, Sean Penn movie. Uh, what was that called? Which one? Oh, fuck. Parole officer. What's that movie called? Sean Penn in Mystic jail. River. Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell. That's he is not in Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell, parole officer. I believe um, Bad Boys. No, bad boys? was no. it Bad Boys? What bad is boys it? Bad Boys has Sean Will Smith Penn. in it. The, if it's from the early eighties. Oh, uh, he's on death row. Yes, um, oh. with fucking, Clancy Brown, where yes. he uh, sabotages the little Jewish kid. Fucks um, up his radio. It's. Uh, I know, it, like his his girlfriend. Oh, Dead Man Walking. No, no, no. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Bad Boys. Bad Boys has Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Parole officer, look All it right. up. Parole officer. It's like 1982. Stop talking. We haven't even started talking about sex, Connor. So give what? us a second. <laughs> give us a second to get to sex, and then you can tell us to stop talking about sex. All right. Anyway, it stars uh, mm-hmm. Clancy Brown, William Mapather, and Jocelyn Donahue. Now, this takes place in the Dakota Territories, circa 1878. So we are put what? You forgot the main guy that we all hate. Who? From the Green Mile. Yeah. The little beady guy. That was married the, the to little, the, little bitch. the oh. that was married to the girl that was could have been his daughter. I don't feel like he was one of the main characters in this. <laughs> What's his he was name anyway? I know him as Looney Bin Jim from Punisher Warzone. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like what five foot? Yeah, he's a short guy, but he's I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. But he is typecast as pieces of shit. Yeah. And uh, whoever you are, I apologize. I'm sure He's you're a wo- I'm sure you're a wonderful human being. But I'd still give you a hug. I would give you a knuckles because <laughs> you played Looney Bin Jim, and that is fucking nutso. So mm. we're in the Dakota Territories, uh, circa 1878. Now this is just on the heels of the Civil War. Um, what we're doing is, is kind of a manifest destiny look at American history, which is pretty gnarly. Hi, padded room. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, we're Hi. late. Uh, we're We're the late ones here, uh, (laughs) Odd Mother, so sorry about that. Um, Now, this is a weird time in American history where we're kind of in between wars, and we're rolling from one, and we're trying to roll right into the next one. And we're getting from the Civil War into Manifest Destiny, so all of the... The vitriol and the the hatred that we had towards each other during the Civil War kind of just got uh, like a nice cheese spread right onto the Native Americans, which is fucked up. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. But this is where our story picks up. And the, the, there is, I mean, it's, this isn't really like a satirical look at that time period, but it is more of a, um, Call it an uneasy glance at the past, is what I would say, for lack of a better term. So, uh, what we have is a uh, kind of a prairie home companion companion type of a little house on the prairie mm-hmm. situation, which is all good. We have like an Irish immigrant who's there, and he is trying to build the nerve to go and ask the father of his girlfriend, for lack of uh, female uh, interest, for permission to ask her to marry him. And he's like, you know, running through the speech in the mirror and getting himself all hyped up for this. Yeah. Now, uh, the night before he's going to lay this on the old man, mm-hmm. some shit goes down mm-hmm. at the old homestead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 
we got we, hey got the like her dad is like ushering them all into the storm cellar and you know turn the lights off and uh, th- he's blaming everything everything gets blamed on Native Americans here. Mm-hmm. Now I was uh, more apt to believe that Pumpkinhead was behind this whole shit <laughs> because this felt like a very Pumpkinhead attack was going down and if Ed Harley was on the scene then I would know. That this is definitely Pumpkinhead. It's not Pumpkinhead, though. Uh, so that's what happens. He rolls up the next morning with, like, his, you know, Sunday best on. He's like, okay, uh, Mr. So-and-so, uh, I would like to speak to you about your daughter and uh, her prospects of marriage and so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Gets there, everybody's dead or missing, which is fucked up. The yeah. neighbors are all dead. Uh, mm-hmm. The the family to which she belonged, completely missing. Mm-hmm. Now this is this is gnarly, but this is a, a point in time in American history where everything got blamed on Native Americans. So, because we have a family of dead folk and a family that is MIA, we have to assume that the natives have um, either killed them or dragged them off or mm-hmm. Gallo Walkers with Wesley Snipes. How dare you talk to me, sir? How dare you bring that movie up? We've already done that, parole officer, and And it is no good. And you watched that, too. It's bad. That's a bad one. Regardless. uh, So now our Irish immigrant is like, oh, fuck, I got to go find my girlfriend. And we got a little little flashback of him giving her this Celtic pendant thing and stuff like that. So he goes and he starts, you know, kind of rounding himself up a little posse to go after the natives that probably took uh, the girlfriend and her sisters Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So uh, the first homestead or whatever you want to call it that he comes to is a family having a picnic out on the uh the the prairie or whatever that is there and it's uh, a guy by the name of mr parchard parchard i get blamed for that shit and i that i didn't do you must be native american connor (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man i don't know what to tell you i hope you didn't uh run off with any uh white women (laughs) This is getting ugly, man. This is getting ugly right now. Oh. Connor, I love you. I hope you uh, didn't get blamed for anything serious. Re- unless it's like a fart, because I'll blame a fart on you. If I cut one loose in a room. <laughs> one of these two. I don't know anything about it. That's why I have the dogs. That's why I have dogs, Connor. I fart all the fart the place up. I always blame the dogs. Nobody knows the difference. I just have to do the the move where I cough real loud when I fart in case it's a... (coughs) All right, anyway, this is getting silly. High Plains Drifter, Clint Eastwood. That's not a horror movie either, parole officer. There's a lot of killing in that movie. There's a lot of killing in RoboCop. Is that a horror movie? Yes, it It is. It is. Now that I... I don't know why I use that as an example. So is Rambo. Rambo's more of a revenge thing. I would say. Well, we we watch well, rape revenge. That's if if Sylvester Stallone gets raped, <laughs> that is a fucking horror movie because by who, Arnold, who by a Terminator, whoever's holding that dude down. It's not a it's not a group of kids. I'll tell you that right now. It's Arnold. It is somebody with some fucking guns on them. Good lord. That's like a prison situation or something. I don't know. All right. Anyway, back to the goddamn movie, you savages. All right. So 
the the family is good. The the neighbors are all dead. The family is gone. He rounds up the neighbor, Mister Perchard, uh, and then from there they go and they get another guy by the name of John Clay, played by Clancy Brown. Now John Clay is mm-hmm. like the badass of this crew. He's oh, yeah. like, okay, I know natives and I know what's going on here, and this mm-hmm. is pretty gnarly. There's a movie called Sex Gallery. I believe I've seen that on uh, Pornhub, Connor. Um, so that's kind of wacky, and they're all ready to go. Now, Perchard brings his stepson with them, and this is at the behest of the kid's mother, who he's trying to get on top of, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of, I'm going to put this kid probably about 14, you said, yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. The actor was a bit older, but for the purposes of our story, I'm going to put him 14 or 15-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. She's like, hey, you got to take care of my kid, or I'm not going to have sex with you when you get back, and he's mm-hmm. like, I will watch out for that dude. Mm-hmm. So they all go riding off, and then just outside of there, they rendezvous with a military convoy that is headed in the general same direction. Now, this is where our uh, fuckface of the movie comes in, and this is a guy by the name of Captain Henry Victor. Hmm. Now, and this would be Doug Hutchinson? Correct. Yes. Doug Hutchinson. I remember <laughs> him more prominently from Punisher Warzone, in which he played uh, uh, Looney Bin Jim. And uh, there's other movies. He always plays a fucko, though. And Green, Green Mile. Green Mile. He was, he was a motherfucker. A, he was a right dick. <laughs> um, other movies. He's he's always he's doing always a dick. shitty stuff, and he does not. He's do, great at those roles. He's great at doing <laughs> shitty stuff. And I'm sorry, Doug Hutchinson. I'm sure you're a wonderful guy and a struggling actor. And. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get in touch with you, Doug. Let's reach out yeah, to him. We're I gonna, will. We're going to reach out to Doug yeah. Hutchinson on Twitter. And, and we're we gonna, would like to interview yeah, if he's struggling, we'll re- we'll I want to know why he gets typecast as such a fucko all the time. Because this, I'm, whatever, it's paying his bills, so I hope anyway. That's great. All right, so he's the captain of a, uh, you know, um, military unit, and they're headed in the same direction. So... He knows uh, Clancy Brown's character, John Clay. So he's like, John Clay, hey, what? And he's like, hey, we got a family over here got taken by the natives. We need to go track them down and get them back. And he's like, well, okay, that just happens to be my specialty. So off they go. Uh, Everything's cool for like the first day. Um, Mm -hmm. Now our Irishman guy by the name of Coffee is getting very anxious because he wants to catch up to the to the quote-unquote tribe that took mm-hmm. his girlfriend, and he's, like, pushing forward. We meet another character, guy, a black guy by the name of Callahan, who happens Walnut. to be the cook. They call him Walnut, and I feel like there's some kind of a racial connotation there, but I don't understand it exactly. Mm. So he's like, I do. why do they – okay, you oh, want to break, yeah. break that down for us? Because they're like – He's like, I'm I'm a free man and I was I was a slave. Okay, there but, could have been two. Okay. Because maybe he was a walnut picker. Okay. Or you know, they get stereotyped for their package. So maybe He had know. a he had a small one? Is that no. what you're saying? Or a big one? Big one. You know. I feel I feel like Kelbasa would be a better name yeah. for him if that was the case. Well the walnuts would be for the balls, so <laughs> We're okay. we're we're going in a we're going in a whole other direction here. I don't I don't understand any of this. Um, but they call him Walnut. But the premise of this was that he was a slave that was free and is now a private contractor that works 
for the army, not enlisted, uh, as a cook. So he's just kind of like a hired hand that's coming along to cook the meals and stuff. Not as a slave. Not as a slave. Right. He can leave anytime he wants, or he can actually be fired, and he can just go off on his own. Mm-hmm. So uh, everything's kind of cool for a minute or two. Uh, out on the prairie, range, whatever you want to call it, they come across one singular Native American who's out there minding his own damn business with his horse, and this prick... Uh, Henry Victor is like, well, let's see if he knows anything. Now, the best way to do that is to start shooting at him, apparently, yeah. apprehend him, and then uh, cut off one of his toes. Poor guy. Oh, man. I don't recall them asking him any questions. Wow. At all. They just mm-hmm. cut off his toes and then started, like, basically torturing this poor dude. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's like, I don't know anything. I don't know what you're talking about, white family. I'm out here minding my own business, and you guys are shooting at me. Yeah, yeah. Killed my horse. Killed my fucking horse, for Christ's sakes. Right? How am I supposed to get home now? Um, they torture him for, like, a good 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callahan actually tries to help the dude out. He gives him some food. Uh, we get a little... There's more racial tension here because uh, Victor Henry mm. has, like, a... Native American assistant who is like a guide type of a dude, mm-hmm. and he's doing the translating for the solo Native American that they found out on the range. And the the solo guy is telling them that they're all going to die because there's another tribe out there that lives underground, mm-hmm. calls themselves the Burrowers, Burrower. and uh, they're gonna they're all going to die. So. Mm-hmm. Fuck them anyway, and you can torture me all you want, because you're all going to get killed by the fucking burrowers, so mm-hmm. eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. All right, that's scary. Scary stuff. Um, next day, well, actually, the, that, the night of, two of the, uh, the military guards that are posted to watch over the camp while everybody else is sleeping mm-hmm. um, gets killed. Well, they, don't, they, they do get killed, but they get taken off, away. So... Victor Henry wakes up the next morning and thinks he has a couple deserters on his hands. We get a scene that night of them being killed by something, and it's pretty gnarly. Uh, very, yeah, and they leave circles in the ground. They leave, yeah. they, they leave like these holes in the ground, but with like crops, crop circles around them in the in the uh, whatever you call that, the prairie grass, mm-hmm. weeds, whatever. <clears throat> I don't know if there's a word for that. Uh, so that's kind of gnarly. Mm-hmm. But uh, Coffee and Perchard are kind of picking this up. And they're like, what? This is very strange. What is this shit? I don't know. Now, at this point, Victor Henry is really into fucking with Native Americans. <laughs> Hang out with me, Connor. This is going to make sense in the end, I promise. Bear with us. So at this point, our group, our core group, which is Perchard, John Clay, um, Coffee, and I think that was it, and the kid. The uh, yes. the fourteen year old kid, they're like, dude, we're trying to. F- Was his name Toby? Doby. I think Doby. Toby or Doby. 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 We're gonna go with Doby. Yeah. Which makes him sound like a doofus. Yeah. If my name was Doby, I would go by Toby because that sounds a little bit more official. Regardless, they're like, dude, this fucking military group is way more into torturing Indians and less into uh, finding the families that have uh, vanished. So Mm -hmm. I think this is about the time that we go ahead and get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. So they go off on their own and they're their own group now, which is good because fuck those guys. Um, Everything's cool. They take off. They're following these weird spiral holes in the ground. And they're like, okay, this clearly leads Mm -hmm. to something. Mm -hmm. So they get going. Uh, They come to a abandoned wagon. 
I guess is is what it would be, and it's got a bunch of shit in it, like people's belongings, as if somebody were traveling, utilizing this wagon, and they just at some point just said fuck it and just walked off without the wagon. So they're like, well, this is fucking weird because maybe they got robbed, or but nobody, all their stuff, all their valuables are here, but then they just left, or. So they're kind of leaning towards Native American raiders, but at the same time, they're like, "Why wouldn't they take all their clothes and shit?" I don't. That's like the that's the whole point of raiding somebody is to take their shit. So that's very weird. So while they're kind of pondering this, uh, we get we we break into a weird game of throw rocks at a tree. Yeah. Uh, hey, you're hard pressed for entertainment out on the old range, you know. No video game. It's either that or gay sex. I saw a Brokeback Mountain. Uh, you know, that's why I don't hang out with Buddy out on the range anymore because he's always like, "Oh, I'm bored. Are you bored? I'm I'm really bored. I just got to do something over here, you know." Notice I reach this way and not this way. <laughs> So they start throwing rocks at the tree, and of course the kid can't hit the tree, so he goes to pick up a rock. Mm. When he picks up the rock, he notices like a tuft of hair sticking out of the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, there's some hair. That's kind of fun. So he goes to pull the hair, and like a piece of scalp comes out of the ground with the hair. And he's like, oh, fuck, it's a fucking mm. skull. Gnarly. So everybody goes running over there, and they start kind of sifting through the dirt, and they find a chick... A reasonably attractive young lady, kind of half-ass buried alive. Mm-hmm. Um, not really buried per se, but like just like covered, like paralyzed. Yeah, like paralyzed. She's alive. She's yeah. breathing, and it's like somebody just kicked a bunch of dirt on her and then just left her there, mm-hmm. which is kind of fucked up. Um, they dig her up, and they're like, "Hey, it was a fairly attractive young lady. What's going on here?" And then they start like hearing like a scratching sound, so they're like, "Oh, there's something inside her." But then they take her shoe off, and she has, like, the use of one toe on her foot. And that's all she can move is one toe. And they can't quite figure out what they think. Maybe she's in a coma or something like that. So they hang out for the night. Everything's cool. That night, uh, Callahan actually catches up with them, the black the black guy from the the, the military encampment. He's like, oh, those guys pissed me off. Fuck them. I'm going to hang with you guys. And they're like, all right, come on. You can hang with us. So he's now part of our group, mm-hmm. and uh, that night everything is kind of kind of weird. I don't know, it's kind of weird, but he shows up. He's there. Uh, next morning they're like, "Okay, we have this comatose hot chick. We should probably get her to a doctor or some kind of a. She should probably get looked at by somebody. We can't figure this shit out. So they <laughs> they take the twelve year old, the fourteen year old kid, and they're like, "Hey, dude, take the wagon. Here's one horse." Why don't you go ahead and mosey on back to the the military base, and maybe Mm -hmm. they can sort her out, and then we'll catch up with you on the backside. And he's like, okay, sounds great. I didn't want to be here anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I'm not one for, like, weird sexual situations, but (laughs) you got yourself a 14-year-old kid. You give him a comatose hot chick, and you say, why don't you two go on a road trip together? there's websites for this sleep creepers i believe is what we're talking about it happens monica it happens and he's out on the range for christ's sake he doesn't have access to you porn or any of that shit so all right it's a bad idea this is this is not the best idea we've ever had so but that's what they do they load him up and uh they send him on his way and now that's like a side trip going on all right so the next morning 
Hey, Damon's in the house. What's up, Damon? Hi, Damon. Hey, Damon. Who are you, Damon? I don't Where know. Where are you from? It's he's a swan hunter. Swam hunter. Welcome aboard, Damon. Swarm. Swarm hunter. Swarm hunter. Good to meet you, swarm hunter, Damon. Good luck with the swarm hunting. Um, so the next day, they all ride off, and they're still following the trail of the weird holes in the ground with the spiral grass and all that shit. Uh, now, this is where things get pretty tricky and a little fucked up, to be honest mm. with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get off the prairie or the mm-hmm. plain or whatever it is, and they get into some woods. Now, mm. um, this whole situation could have been very easily avoided right here. But they get into some woods, and they're like, hey, this is Sioux territory, Sioux Native American tribe. Like, uh, that's okay. They're they're usually pretty friendly. We should be fine. So pretty soon they're like, oh, shit, there's people following us through the woods here. So they come to a stop, and then, like, one of the Sioux in Native Americans comes out, and he's like, hey. And then uh, Coffee, the Irishman, is like, bang, and starts shooting. And like, you motherfucker, what are you doing? The guy that was coming out of the woods was, like, giving them a greeting, like, hey, mm-hmm. how's it going there? And then Con- the Coffee just starts shooting. I almost said Connor. Connor didn't shoot at anybody. <laughs> She's a wonderful young lady. <laughs> Coffee, the Irishman okay. of the group. She gets blamed for everything. I know. Well, <laughs> not that. Hey, Connor, you're not getting blamed for this. This was the, this was the Irishman's fault, not yours. Uh, he just starts shooting, and they're like, you motherfucker, what are you doing? You don't just start mm-hmm. shooting at them. That was a greeting. He was going to say what's up. Mm-hmm. And now they think that we're pissed off at them. So he's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. He falls off his horse, gets mm-hmm. kicked in the face by another guy's horse, as he deserves. Yep. And they're like, all right, you piece of shit. Just get back on your horse. We're going to push on. Too late now. Yeah. So they're like, okay. And then uh, John Clay is like, we don't sleep, we don't eat, we don't drink until we find it. And then, boom, he gets shot in the neck. Yeah. The natives have, like, reformed and are now officially pissed off at oh, these yeah. at these guys, as they should be. Yeah. So big firefight. Um, John Clay gets killed. Which eliminates him from the equation. So now we're left with um, Perchard, uh, Coffee, and Callahan. And they're all like hunkered down behind a dead horse for cover. Mm-hmm. This little firefight slash standoff lasts all day and all night. And uh, at the end of the night, they decide they're going to start a raging forest fire to mm. get get them out of there. So that's what they do. Big forest fire, and then that allows uh, our three heroes to leave. Mm-hmm. Cut back to our 14-year-old kid, Horny, mm-hmm. mind you. Yes, that becomes a thing. And uh, his comatose hot chick, who are now bedding down for the night somewhere out on the prairie. Yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm a gentleman <laughs> myself, and I make it a point not to take liberties with comatose young ladies. But... This guy, on the other hand, not Buddy, but... The character in question is like, well, I'm just gonna lay you down here in the dirt, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just lay you down on the dirt here. And to be fair, he's fairly innocent about it. He gives her like a kiss on the on the lips, but when he does that, he hears her toe scraping again. Like, hey, get off me, you prick! I didn't give you consent to kiss me, you fuck face. That would creep me right out. Her. That might be a thing, though. I never like if I like if I acted like I was in a coma, uh-huh. and then my wife came in and jerked me off or something. I'm going to explore that. I think that <laughs> there might be something there. Now that I think about it, I'm a, it's going to be a hard sell for my wife, but that's something I'm going to work on. 
<laughs> so I'm not going to move an inch, okay? <laughs> you just come in here. <laughs> and I'm cut off for a month. All right, anyway, he get, he gives her an innocent kiss on the mouth, and then he's like, okay, we're going to go to bed. And uh, they both lay down. They got the campfire going. They get attacked that night. Oh, yeah. And this is where we get yeah. our first glimpse of these fucking creatures. Mm-hmm. These things are bananas. Now, their method of attack is very strange because what they do is give you just like a little like playing card size scratch on your neck. It's not even that deep. It's not going to kill you. But then... Once they open you up, they vomit on the scratch, I think, right? It, was, it looked like a vomit to me. Yeah. And then whatever the fucking poison is or enzymes or whatever gets in you, and you are paralyzed. Mm-hmm. You are laid out. And that's pretty fucked up. Like and then, fly. Yeah. And then what they do is they drag you, uh, I don't know, like a quarter mile down the road, and then they half-ass bury you, and then... Because now that's what's happening to the kid. He's buried like eight inches under the ground, and he can just like move this finger. So he's like trying to scratch his way out with just the the one finger. But he's like his eyes are open and his mouth is open, and it's fucked up and it's scary as shit. I'm sure that's I don't want that. That would be fucking scary as shit. If you're gonna bury me alive, you at least gotta put me in a box or something. You don't just throw dirt on me. I think I I think I at least deserve that amount of respect to where I. You could at least put me in some kind of a sack. Put me in a sack. <laughs> don't no, don't this, just kick dirt on but me. But you have a better chance getting out of just dirt. Not if I only have this finger. Yeah, I ain't going to do shit with this finger. If you're suffocating, you could do at least like Ju- a- I'll just suffocate. I'll suffocate. No, you just, all you're going to do is get dirt in your mouth. And you keep going. And your lungs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would rather be buried in dirt than a box. I have a better chance. I'll, ta- I'll take the box. Oh. I'll take the box. I'll suffocate, but I'll get monoxide poisoning on the way out. At least if a wild animal comes I along. don't want that. I don't want that. That's why I want the box. So I don't get pecked at by fucking vultures, vultures. and ravens and shit. <laughs> Fuck that. Or worms. Bugs. You think about that? Think about bugs. What kind of bugs are going to get inside you? It's just disgusting. Throw away my body in a ditch. When I die, I just throw my. Well, Connor. Okay. Okay. Clearly, you you have a bit of a self esteem issue there, my dear. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, so that's he's dead. He's out of the equipment. Well, I mean, he's not dead. He wishes he was dead. Oh yeah. Uh, the young lady is dead, and then we're going to cut to them the next morning. He's just like a mound of dirt. She's now being pecked at by vultures, which is fucking gross. Uh, like full on dead. She's not even in a coma anymore. They're like pecking her eyeballs out and shit. Uh, cut back to our explorers. Die when I we die. Knew what you were saying, we, Connor. We, we yeah. got you, Connor. We got we you. We don't babe. judge. No, not at all. Only if you have bad eyebrows or a weird earlobe. <laughs> if you have a weird earlobe, then we don't want any part of you. Uh, so the next and now our our um, our trio of heroes is back on the the prairie mm-hmm. trying to track down the natives again. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Perchard has like the most experience out of the group, other than John Clay, who's now dead. Uh, they bury John Clay, um, and then they're they're back on the trail. Uh, the plan at this point is to head towards the reservation, where they think yeah. that the friendlier of the natives might have some information as to what the fuck is going on here. It's not my fault that I have self-esteem issues, though. 
Well, obviously not. It never is, Connor. But we're not here to psychoanalyze <laughs> you, okay? Yeah, get in touch with me, Connor. I need help. Connor, I could use a little help myself. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've got a few screws loose. I freely admit that. Maybe uh, we can figure each other out. I don't know. We're, we're, we're talking about a goddamn horror movie here. Um, so now they're back on the trail. Everything's mm-hmm. cool. That night, some shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Now this, we get a little bit bigger of a glimpse at these goddamn things, and at first I was like, "These things have bunny ears, right?" When you when you first see them, because like like the first night they're kind of creeping around the brush. Uh, Callahan and Coffee wake up, and Perchard is nowhere to be found, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "That motherfucker, he let." He set us up. He's using us as bait, so the natives come down and attack us, and then he's going to attack them. But we're fucked. We're fucked in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So, but then they hear per- like his gun go off, and Perchard's off in the the grass somewhere, getting messed with by these things. Now we kind of get a little bit of a better glimpse at these things. Mm-hmm. And for the first time I saw this, I could have swore that they had bunny ears. And if they actually did have bunny ears. <laughs> That's just silly. I'm probably going to sign off at this point because mm-hmm. they don't, but it does look like it. Uh, they're uh, Caucasian-looking in a weird way, uh, very low to the ground. Uh, like I said, they do appear to have bunny ears, but there's a reason for that, and it's not actually bunny ears. Um, and at this point, we kind of see their faces. They look vaguely um, gray like alien gray esque, like with slimy. the slimy, slimy, like yeah, like very. Uh, they look like they would stink. They look like they probably they would stink, be like a worm people, like a like a yeah, like a mole person perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't get that good of a look at them just yet. Uh, they attack uh, Perchard. They drag him off. They give him the scratch, mm-hmm. and I think he got a little bit of the uh, the vomit on him. Not the full dose, but mm-hmm. enough to fuck him up for a, for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, Callahan and um, Coffee wake up, and they get a little firefight going on. Scare these fuckers off. Mm-hmm. Bring Perchard back, and he's like, "Ah, shit, man! I can't feel my hand all of a sudden, and my legs kind of numb." And he's like, "Oh well, it, it'll be fine once we get moving. I'll be okay." So he's got the scratch on his neck, though, and that's not a good sign. Next morning comes around. They get up. They get moving. Uh, if you're following the tract of Perchard, he's not looking very good at all. No. He's, like, already starting to lose color, and he's, like, getting a little, like, woozy and delirious a little bit, uh, starting to get paranoid about what Callahan and Coffee are saying about him. So the plan at this point They've heard stories from the various Native Americans that they've dealt with where um, there's like another tribe called the Burrowers. Mm -hmm. And the Burrowers use this weird poison, so they need to figure out what's going on with the Burrowers and where they can get more information on that and possibly how to fix Perchard. So the plan is to head towards the Ute Nation, i.e. Utah, down south, and get with them because apparently they have more experience in dealing with these fuckers. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me um yeah i don't know some weird stuff going on out there forget about it uh where's the weed when you need it i don't know connor <laughs> i don't know uh so they're headed down south they come across this was not a dumb movie it was parole not officer. a dumb movie they come across <laughs> one native american young lady out on the prairie all by herself uh now perchard speaks native american so they have a conversation she 
uh, introduces herself as Faithful is her name, and she does not like white people, rightfully so, mm-hmm. and uh, her husband and her whole family were murdered by the burrowers the night before. She had to kill her husband so that he could avoid the feeding. Right. Now, from there, we get a little bit of an explanation as to what the burrowers are and mm-hmm. what their fucking problem is. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing is, they show up every three generations, and they were pretty reliable as far as just feeding on bison until Whitey showed up and started killing off all the bison, so the burrowers then had to find other sources of food, i.e. peoples. Mm-hmm. Uh, that fucking sucks. Now, I guess this is a Western-centric uh, type of a thing, because if you can make it across the, the Mississippi into the East Coast, then you're good to go. So that's why most of the native tribes fled east to get away from these fucking things. Mm-hmm. But those that didn't are now having to deal with this shit. Half Skull of the Half Skull movie ratings. Any idea what the hell? I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about, mean. parole you officer. You must be drinking. Oh. I don't know. I will have a two and a half skull <laughs> on, the ha- on the rocks. I mean... All right, so that now we got a little bit of a thing. But Perchard is getting worse and worse. So Faithful is like, he is, he's got the fucking scratch, and he's got the shit on him, and he's getting worse. They're going to smell him, and they're, oh, they're going to find him, and they're going to mm-hmm. kill all of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I vote for leaving his ass here, and we move right along. Now, the problem is that Perchard is the only one that speaks Native American. Mm-hmm. Faithful doesn't speak English. So he's translating on her behalf, and he's like, she is complimenting my hairdo. She thinks that uh, Ben Affleck is an underrated performer. I wondered if that was real real uh, Indian language. It sounded like it. Yeah. I would buy I it. I would buy that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I would buy that. I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I'd, I'd sign off on that. Uh, so re- they, like, take Faithful uh, prisoner in a weird way. And they're like, she's coming with us to the Utes because, mm-hmm. you know. And apparently, uh, as far as Native American tribes went, Utes were, like, e- like even hated among other Native American tribes. Because she's they're like, we're, we're going to the Utes. And she's like, they're even crazier than white people. So... No. That's a good idea. Just created a Skull horror movie rating system. Time to market it for the show. So we should have five Skull. Okay. Heads. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That would be cool. All right, we'll do that. Okay. We're gonna get. We're gonna rate this on a one to five Skull head at the at the end of the the walkthrough here. Huh. Well done, parole officer. We're gonna Skull head it up. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> yeah. from there, uh, we we keep moving, and then uh, she's all pissed off. She wants nothing to do with this. Uh, we get bed down for the night. They get attacked again that night, and now Perchard is completely out of his shit. He's like barely alive, and he's just got a pistol, and he's waving around. He accidentally shoots Callahan in the <sighs> leg, which is fucked. Yeah. Now, not only is Perchard almost out of the equation, but Callahan is wounded and possibly crippled. So... Uh, the next morning they wake up, they're like, dude, we got to haul ass straight for the Utes and hope that they can somehow sort us out. So that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Get to the Ute Nation just as uh, the sun is setting. It's now nighttime. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of Utes show up. Youths, not Utes. <laughs> There's a little My Cousin Vinny reference there. A uh, couple of Utes show up and they're like, Hey, your 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 boy here is infected with the shit, and uh, it's okay. We're gonna fix it though. We can fix it. And they start freaking out. They're like, "What?" Yeah, and they kind of make this weird analogy about little fish being used to catch big fish. Yeah. And 
what they're saying is that they want to use Perchard as bait to catch the burrowers. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want to be bait. I don't want to be bait. And the the, the Utes keep saying, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. This, of course, shows uh, coffee. He's like, oh, fuck. But just as the Utes are leaving, they throw him like a bag of trinkets, like, hey, hang out. We'll be right back. And in this bag of trinkets is the weird Celtic pendant that he gave his girlfriend at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, fuck. She's dead, she man. Dead. She's dead. That, uh, sorry. I deeply apologize for that. But that's yeah. what's going to happen. She's already dead. So he's like, well, I guess we can go home then. Ah, fuck Perchard, though. All right, I'm going to go after Perchard. Now, the Utes told him that if they followed him, they would kill him. So he's like, I'm going to go after him anyway. Um Faithful and Callahan kind of bed down for the night. Mm-hmm. Coffee goes after the Utes and Perchard. Uh, finds, gets to where they are. They've got an elaborate trap set up where they are using Perchard as bait, yeah. as they said they would, and they've actually like laced him with this weird poison. Mm-hmm. So they actually want the burrowers to show up, eat Perchard, ingest the poison, and then they've got like a bunch of spears laid out that they're going to then spear the uh the burrowers with makes perfect sense you know would have worked perfectly if it wasn't for those damn meddling kids coffee shows up starts shooting at the utes uh kills one right on the spot grievously wounds another one uh now here comes the burrowers and they just kind of like gang tackle perchard and start eating him alive pretty Mm -hmm. much he's fucked up man it's probably the best thing for him is just to die at this point uh at that point, that like slows the the burrowers down, so they're all sluggish. Mm-hmm. And the the one half-ass surviving Ute is like, grab those spears and start sticking them. And he's like, what? And then he steps in a bear trap, and he's like, oh fuck. And then he, eventually, he gets himself out of the bear trap, realizes what the surviving mm-hmm. Ute just said, and starts spearing the uh, the the burrowers. Uh, gets most of them, and. Mm-hmm. Then, like, he's like, I'm tired and I don't want to do this shit anymore. And he's, like, running out of spears. But then the sun comes up, and this is where we realize that uh, the burrowers are... Vampires. <laughs> more or less. <laughs> I mean, they're very wacky-looking vampires. <laughs> vampires in the making. Naked praying mantis vampires right. in the Old West. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them vampires. No. I mean, when the sun comes up, they all melt, is what happens. Yeah. And, uh... I didn't feel like they were vampires. I don't think vampires. they were vampires. I felt like they just had like a They vi- were like earthworms because think about it. They die when they don't go, get back in the dirt. That's true. That's true. So yeah. that, and they kind of crawled around they had on a, their uh, elbows and knees. They so had a vitamin I, D deficiency. I thought they were like worm people. And then they all melt in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. So fuck those things anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end of, of that. Coffee then limps his way back with the uh, uh, ute that he killed or wounded grievously back to the camp where um, Faithful is tending to Callahan and now the other ute. And uh, Coffee's like, it's two days ride to the uh, the military base. I'll, I'll go if you want me to. I'll bring back a doctor. Callahan's like, yeah, please go. Just get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So he rides two days out, gets a doctor. Unfortunately, the doctor comes with the same goddamn military unit that they abandoned four days ago yeah. with uh, Looney Ben Jim as the <laughs> yeah. captain. So 
That fucking sucks. Uh, Coffee on the way back to the camp kind of passes out. When he wakes up, they're there, and they've already hung Faithful and the surviving Ute. And uh, even worse news, as if that's not bad enough, uh, Callahan had to have his leg amputated and died in the process. And that's pretty much, he's like, what the <laughs> all alone this is the wor- this is a worse ending than uh, night of the living dead really because uh it was all for nothing it was all for nothing and yeah. uh i got my ass kicked and almost killed by these worm fucking things and my mm-hmm. girlfriend's dead and uh, nobody's gonna believe me nope nobody gives a shit and uh looney ben jim is like well you know callahan was on his last leg anyway no pun intended he was talking about these earthworm creatures that come out and kill people. He was clearly delirious, so uh, it's probably better that he died anyway. And he's like, oh, fucking. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off, man. I'm sorry. Um, and that's pretty much the end of your movie. Uh, that's The Burrowers from 2008. Well, once the credit started. Oh, was there more? Yeah, there was more. Oh, I didn't I didn't know there was a credit. Yeah, that, what, what, what happened? Uh, basically, it just showed more of those critters coming out and eating, feasting. I would I I was hoping that what they would do or what they were alluding to is that the F, when the army camped there that night they would all come out and eat the army guys. That would have been cool. That would have been dope, and that's what I was hoping for. I left it once the credit starts. I took off. So that's your movie, Monaco. How did you feel about the Burrowers? I've always liked this movie. Good show. I've seen it a couple times. My only issue is it's too dark. It's too dark to where you can't kind of see what's happening. I get that. Uh, that's the only thing that bothers me. I get that. Mine's the way how cheesy they look. The the creatures? Yeah. I get that too. This is 2008. Um, <laughs> acting was great. Acting was solid. Uh, uh-huh. Pretty I, good cast. Do you, do you yeah. think the creatures were CGI'd? I feel like. Oh, yeah. Especially you when they think were so? Parts of it, parts of them yeah. were, the I feel like. The spearing thing, it reminded me of way back in the day. I, I feel, Maybe that part, but I felt like I those feel, were people in costume. Yeah, I was going to say, I yeah. feel like the, the close-ups were like people or some kind of a puppet type of a practical effect. Mm-hmm. But when you get the full picture, that's where I felt like the CGI came in. Mm-hmm. And it's 2008 CGI, mind you. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not uh, the best that you can get. Uh, Storyline solid. It's basically aliens in the Wild West, right? Yes. More or less. Yeah. 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 Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. There are worse formulas that you could follow. Um, I think it's a good show, man. I do too. It's on Tubi TV right now, as Connor alluded to. Uh, mm-hmm. If you got an hour and a half to kill, and you want to, you want to see Earth. Or not Earthworm, Looney Bin Jim with a handlebar mustache being a racist <laughs> and a misogynist prick. This would be a good way to go for you. This movie is actually, the first time I watched it, I was like in the dark watching right? it. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck are those? I got scared. But then the second and third time, I was kind of like, oh, this is too dark. I want to see more. But if you watch it for the first time, watch it in the dark. And don't be turned off by what appears to be bunny ears. They're not actually bunny ears. ears. The first time you see these goddamn (laughs) things, they're coming out of the grass, and they have like two little, like what appears to be bunny ears on them. And you're like, oh, dude, what are you? Okay, I get it. I get it. They're burrowers and, you know, bunnies burrow and stuff. But, hey, no, not with Mm -hmm. the bunny ears. It's actually their knees because of the mantis legs. Their legs come up behind them. But... For the, the first time you see him, you're like, 
Yeah, it's bunny ears. You know what? They're kind of not too different than the uh, movie in the cave. What's that one The Descent? Called? Yes. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. With the white guys down there. We're going to do, um, we're gonna do uh, Dead Birds pretty soon. There's a very similar creature in Dead Birds. Okay. So part of the Western Horror Movie Month here in the Padded Room. Yeah. All right. I think that's about You guys got anything else on the old... Uh, Yes. What? I'm gonna give this three and a half. Oh, how many heads. how many skull heads you want to give this fucking thing? Three and a half for Monica. Three and a half for me. Buddy, how say you on the skull heads? Courtesy uh, three of three skull heads. Three skull heads, courtesy of uh, the parole officer. I'm gonna come in a little bit higher on this. I'm gonna give this four skull heads. I'm deducting a skull head for a lack of boobies. Another skull, or you know what? I'm gonna deduct. I'm gonna deduct a half a skull head for lack of boobies, and another half a skull head for. I felt like we could have had a little more gore. There was hardly any in this, and that's it took a long time to get there. Well, I mean, even still, when they attacked you, they really just put like a paper cut on your neck. Yeah, and that's like. But the, that I, was the suspense of not knowing what it was. I was what, what, what with the, oh, uh, the very the pumpkin head sequence? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty gnarly. Because you get a lot of sound effects there. Yes. Che- inmates, check mm-hmm. this one out. Psycho Bunnies, you two. Uh, it's def- it's worth a watch, right? Yes. It's worth a watch if you're in the mood for like a period horror piece. Wild, mm-hmm. uh, not Wild West, but like an old Westy kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah, it's, wor- it's worth it's worth watching. And I'd if say. you want to see Clancy Brown when he still looked young and pretty good, I don't think he looked Maybe young. He looked young. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he looked very fit. Oh, young for you, yes. And this one. <laughs> she loves she loves old men. It's, it's creepy. It's creeping me out. I, I, when she comes over, I have to put all the, my family pictures away because my grandfather, my father, you know. Your father-in-law. Uh, I have a father-in-law, too. <laughs> like, hey, put, put all that shit away. Monica's coming over. Suddenly the pictures start coming up missing and all kinds of weird stuff. Why is Monica still in the bathroom? Uh, can I borrow this? <laughs> you said that was your great great uncle. I was gonna borrow that one for a second. What is that? His uh, military outfit? I like that. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, join us next week for the wind here in uh, Padded Room uh, Podcast Western Horror Month, courtesy of Tony over at the Patreon page. Uh, we're going to take us a little break and we'll come back with some other stuff.
If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Yeah. Oh, dude. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I don't want to get buried alive. That's probably one of the worst ways to die. Oh man, and not be able to move. D- that's the the really hard part. Because yeah. I would at least at least like the luxury of having a panic attack, freak out. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm in a box, it's scary. At least let me like kick and thrash. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> right. But if, for, if you're gonna paralyze me, then you might as well leave me above ground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because that'd be just as bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, that sucks, but I, at least I'm not going to die by dirt inhalation, is now, what I'm saying. With those creatures, would you rather be like in that buried alive waiting to be eaten? No. Or would you rather be actually above ground and be eaten? Oh, I imagine that sucks either way. <laughs> right. Right? So which one would you uh, rather go I think I would rather be above ground just, just, be eaten, just to, be, just to get, get it done and over with. <laughs> oh, how man. long? Because it never really stipulated how, how long, long they, yeah. they leave you down there. Because they said that they leave you down there until you're, you're something about your something turning soft, your guts turning soft. The only thing I can think of is maybe like the next day because they wait till the sun rises and sets and okay. then they go back at you. That's the only uh, thing I can think of. Forget it. So I got to spend 24 hours mm-hmm. uh, rolling around in the with the, the worms and shit with maybe like a pinky finger to move. <laughs> yeah, or oh. a toe switch. I, I can't have a proper freak out with just a <laughs> pinky finger. Oh my God. Yeah, oh shit. My God, shit. God. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> you guys hear something? No. 
Although it'd probably keep your mind off of everything else because you're trying to get all of your other fingers to move. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just <laughs> no. eat me. Just get it over with. I don't want any part of any of this stuff. Monica, are you ready to get into the Terror Dome? Yes. Let's get it going. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll try to be crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll make dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotionless face. To the Terradome. Let's get it all. We're going to start it off with last week's winners in singles competition. We had Samara from the Ring franchise versus Charlie, the Firestarter. Night fell on the seventh day after Charlie received the phone call. Electronic devices and LCD monitors went haywire. Charlie reached deep to summon the flames, but her fear got the better of her. And then Samara came. With a vote of six to five, a close one, Samara advances over Charlie the Firestarter. Damn, that was close. That wow. was close. That Fire was a close one. Water. Whew. I take I take water, man. You know? And water as is oil. Uh, well, I like uh I like Charlie, but she's still a kid. A kid. And she's still alive. Yeah. Samara is dead, right. baby doll. There's that whole dead on dead can't kill what's already dead situation right. good you know? point just saying just thinking out loud here let's take a look at the team's competition team's competition we had the puppet master dolls versus the sawyer fam generators fell silent lights fell dim and the old sawyer place was all but abandoned Dead bodies strewn about with atrocities long forgotten. The puppets of Andre Toulon left the place and the depravities to the elements. It had seen enough blood and pain. With a vote of 9-6, to six, the Puppet Master dolls advance over the Sawyer family. Yay! Wow, is that your first win? No, they've won. They yeah, they've pre- won before. They, yeah, they've, they've come pretty close before. <laughs> They're pretty, uh, they can be pretty sharp when they need to be. Mind you... For the most part, everybody, when you say Puppet Master dolls, thinks of the old ones. Right. Not the new ones from the the Littlest Reich, where there was like 47 of them. <laughs> and they had like helicopter puppets and shit. Very strange situation there. Let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? Mm-hmm. We are in the uh, Inferno Conference Round 11 Singles Division. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at writing things. 
<clears throat> the Haddonfield, Illinois, that he returned to was not the same one that he left so long ago. Through a drug-addled haze, he remembered happy people in a small town. Now all he found was desolation. Empty streets, rusted-out cars, and ruined, abandoned homes. Sand where once green grass had flourished. Large, carnivorous scarab beetles where once the neighborhood dogs and cats populated. Something had come to Haddonfield. Something far worse than what Michael had intended. He came for the blood of his long-lost sister. But whatever came before him had brought death and destruction to the entire population. Walking the streets now was like being in a different world, in a different time. His mind reels at what had taken place in his absence and how it had come to pass. Then, there, where once the old Presbyterian church stood, a great and terrible pyramid pierces the landscape. Singles competition, we have Michael Myers versus The Mummy. Buddy, how say you? (laughs) Mind you, I didn't say which mummy. Uh, Which mummy, yeah, I know. Um... We've had this one before. Yeah. I don't remember which way it went last year, though. I think it was Michael Myers. I, you know, I'm going to go with the mummy on this one. Okay. If anything, it'll just keep him from doing anything to it, you know? It's true. And uh, there's some powerful fucking mummies. Mm-hmm. There's also some very silly ones that are just kind of zombies. Right. So take that as, as you will. Monica, what do you think about this? Oh, p- please. I am taking Brendan Fraser, the okay, mummy. Okay, well, we don't have to get into... Because we know the mummy can wrap... Um, the sand? Yes. Right? Yeah, the, it, Michael can be stopped by the mummy yes. in several ways. Or, yeah, uh, because he's basically an adolescent, he could get a raging heart on from the mummy. And if we depending need Depending on be, which mummy. Those black chigger-looking <laughs> bugs yeah. can be all over... Yeah. Okay. We're taking the mummy. I am also going to go with the mummy on this one uh, for supernatural reasons. Yes. And there's yeah. no real evidence to state that uh, Michael Myers is really any kind of a supernatural thing. So there's that. Uh, let's take a look at the team's competition. We're still in the Inferno Conference round 11. The siege had begun. The invaders had fallen from the sky and quickly infiltrated the town, killing and eating anyone and anything that got in their way. First, the town elders blamed the ladies of the coven, calling the creatures demons and accusing them of some sort of dark pact. They, no doubt, would have been burned, would have burned them as heretics if they had the manpower to do it. But as the bodies continued to surface, the tale of the townsfolk changed drastically. That was when the groveling began. Begs and pleas from the locals, promises of amnesty and freedom from further persecution. Even the offer of human sacrifices, anything the ladies wanted just to call off the black devils. The coven would have to act, not to save the local mouth breathers, but to save themselves as well. Rituals were prepared in haste as the creatures closed in. Hmm. Team's competition, we have the critters versus the witches. Buddy, what do you think about that? You know... I gotta go, critters. You motherfucker, <laughs> Monica. I talk am, some reason to this guy. I you? was also going to take the critters. <laughs> Both of you. Then. I'm taking the witches. Of course you are. Of course I am, because I'm the only one using my goddamn head. 
The witches, there's a selected number of witches, but the critters can keep coming and coming and coming. Hordes of them. Yes. Very true. Uh Uh-huh. But at the same time, uh, there was a Donald Trump critter. Uh, did you you didn't see the the uh, the Shutter series? Did I you? didn't see that one. There's like a human critter hybrid that oh. amounts to a big fat kid. Okay, Gilbert Gottfried gets brought into the equation. Well, see, they can be anything. Uh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> These critters, I don't. <laughs> Those are your Terradome matchups for the weekend, mates. In singles competition, it's the Mummy versus Michael Myers. In teams, it is the Critters versus the Witches. Get us your votes by next week if you can. The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Or you can uh, just write in and tell us what you thought of whatever. Uh, if you need some kind of daily self-assurance, we're happy to tell you how wonderful you look, Connor, yeah. if Connor's actually listening. Um, we will not blame you for anything either. So right. we we have that yeah, going for we, us. We like to blame each other. We That's what the three of us do. <laughs> if it's fucking, if that fucking beard on him. I swear to God, it's fouling me up again. Or that weird one-piece hair thing that she does. <laughs> only on one side of her head. It throws me off balance and I have a shitty show. Is what happens. All right, inmates, while you're pondering those, we're going to tell you which uh, movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What are you looking at what are you looking at i only got one movie in this week it is headhunter from 2018 i understand buddy has some big plans for this one so i'm not going to get too far into it other than to say it was not what I expected. All right. And I'm going to, we'll elaborate on that next week. That's all I got, Monica. You get to watch anything this week? Uh, wow, that was it? That was it, man. I had a busy week. <laughs> wow. I got sick kids. I got uh, weird work stuff going on. Wow. Yeah, I watched, uh, okay, for non-horror stuff, I watched the documentary on the Iron Cheek and Ted DiBiase, The Million Dollar Man. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, wow. That one made me cry a lot. For who? The, the Iron Sheik? No, the Million Dollar Man. It really? Was, yeah, it was very touching. Oh, he's not as big of a prick as we thought? Uh, yeah, he's not. Oh, man. Uh, I watched... It was all an act. Yes. <laughs> yes. I uh, watched All of Dirty John with Eric Bana. Okay. You like that? I liked it a lot. Right on. Too bad... Mm. No, part two. Oh. <laughs> I watched Britney Runs a Ma- Marathon. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> you guys haven't seen this? No, what is this? Oh, I guess it's based on a true story. It's about a big girl. Okay. And she decides that her life sucks and she's overweight, so she starts running. Okay. And her goal is to run the New York Marathon. Oh, nice. okay. And I'm kind of wondering, like, if the girl who played Brittany actually lost weight in the movie or they just, like, huh. made her bigger because oh. she would step on the scale and you'd see rolls disappear and stuff. Yeah. So it was pretty good. Right on. Uh, I rewatched Dracula, Which uh, one? Bram Stoker, yeah, baby, and yeah. then I watched this little gem called The Shed. Oh, 
I've seen Jim, the shed. Huh? Yeah. I loved it. Really? You liked it? It was like the perfect horror movie. I wouldn't go nearly What as well. are you talking okay. about? Uh, it wasn't bad. <gasps> it, I mean, it's definitely not the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, buddy, you need to watch it yeah, now. I'm split it's, decision. I mean, it's fine. Why did you like so? You, th- you think it was a perfect horror film? It, yeah. Why did you so, like so much so about it? You had it stuck. Right. And then you had this kid who didn't know what to do. Right. But you had like the nightmare sequences. And then that his friend was on the same page as me because I would have been like, yeah, let's bring that fucker over here. Talk about the vampire movie, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, this I would have a... been bringing everybody over to the oh, shed. Okay, the IMDb <laughs> is giving this 4.4. See, For the shed? Yes. Because they have no sense of humor. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no sense of humor. This from the lady that liked Chillerama. <laughs> because I have a sense of humor. <laughs> Ew, you're so cute. <laughs> uh, and what else? Oh, I did get to check out one thing on uh, YouTube. I watched the top five ha- haunted houses. Oh, very cool. Ooh. And uh, I swear, I had the chills. The, of course, the number one haunted house in the world is the Amityville house and like as they told the story i just had goosebumps the whole time oh and then there was that one in iowa oh uh basilica is that the bloodiest the axe murder yes oh my god that one is pretty gnarly that would be cool i would i will take that one over amityville any day of the week i'm not buying amityville dude I'm sorry. Uh, well, I think the Iowa house, I'm if I'm not mistaken, you can actually you rent can. it yeah, out. You totally I, it's can. like five hundred bucks a night. Yeah. It's uh pretty cheap actually. We should wow. do it. We should. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> and that's all I watched. Right on, buddy. Not a thing. Not this a week. thing, you busy bitch. Mm-hmm. God damn it. All right, whatever. <laughs> Very cool. Uh let's talk a little immersion therapy then. Oh yeah. You guys got to watch Carriers? Mm-hmm. Many times. <laughs> Immersion Therapy. You know, it's funny to me the way the post-apocalypse kind of gets manipulated. It's it's kind of a widespread conception that in the event of, apoco- of an apocalypse and the people that survive after, that we're all just immediately going to turn into raging dickheads mm-hmm. and rapists. I and, know. Mm-hmm. Uh, cannibals and things like that. And I, I suppose at a certain point of a societal breakdown, that would be true, but... I, I think that the truth would actually lie somewhere in the middle. Like, it, we probably would get there, but I feel like there would still be some humanity left mm-hmm. to us to where we could still help each other out. And it, when we get to the, the filmmaking process of this, by and large, with the exception of, like, uh, uh, you know, the, the horror comedies out there, there's mm-hmm. always one scene in every post-apocalyptic movie that really hits you right square in the nuts. And in this case, 
It was the situation where Christopher Maroney and his daughter were in the back of the car, mm-hmm. and they knew damn well that if they got out of the car, they were going to leave him. Yeah, and he's bathroom. like, "Yeah, you got. Are you sure you got to go, babe?" And everybody's going, "Yeah, she's really got to go. Yeah, get out there, go, go, go." And she's like, "Daddy, I really got to go." And he's like, "You know, it's we're having this conversation without having it, and w- the conversation that we're having is, you motherfuckers are about to leave us for dead if my daughter gets out of this car, and." You know, as soon as she gets out, they don't disappoint. They punch the gas and leave them behind. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even turn around to to wave or wait or anything because he knew it was coming, man. Yeah. And that, that to me, in this movie, was, was the gut punch. Oh, yeah, it was. It was a motherfucker. he was just trying to sing a song to... To just keep... ease her pain for yeah. a few seconds. So, uh, you know, but it's weird because my son and I are reading these books for kids. And the the books are basically a post-apocalyptic situation called The Last Kids on Earth. And it's like these five kids that have survived a zombie slash monster apocalypse Mm -hmm. and are really just having fun with it. They're making like bootleg Mountain Dew and, uh, you know, playing video games all day. And it's it's actually pretty funny the way they do it. But Mm -hmm. um, it's funny to me how the, the apocalypse and the end of the world is like there's no middle ground. It's either cannibalistic rapists and uh, child murderers or uh, bootleg Mountain Dew and video games. That's because the middle ground is just not... It doesn't... There is no... I guess there wouldn't be a middle ground in the event of an apocalypse. Not entertaining. I like to think that if the world were to end, if I I was Ray Stance in the Ghostbusters and I got to pick the the way the world would end, as of uh, midnight tonight, nobody would get pregnant. And then that would we would just we would just die out after that. How did I know this was gonna turn into sex? It would just be a fucking <laughs> a fucking fuck on kind of a thing. I don't know. What did you guys think of Carriers, man? Was it as big of a bummer for you or no? I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It affected me. I mean, I I don't know that it affected me, but it's that scene in particular stays Memorable. stays with me. And yeah. It kind of resonated with me a mm-hmm. little bit. Especially now that I'm a father. Yeah. As it even hits you even a little bit harder. Monica's like, I hate kids. I would have kicked them out to begin with. Fucking assholes. What did you think, Monica? Hey, it's live or let die. Come That's on. True. That's true. Well, mm. in that version of the apocalypse, it is. But this is, a, yeah, this is different from zombies. This true. is an actual, like, contagious right. outbreak. Right. So in this situation, I'm sorry. You're on your own. What what I never what I always lean towards. If I the, had a chance to be a zombie, it'd be a little different. Right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, at least then you could make a shooting gallery out of it, you know. Yeah. Um, I always say that in the event of that kind of an apocalypse, I mm-hmm. just I'll, I'll be one of the first to go. You know, I don't want to live to see a fucking wasteland where uh, weird homoerotic dudes are. Dragging people on their motor- motorcycles. Right. I'll, I'll be. I'll be one of the first ones out. It's, it's fine. Like, like those dudes in the gas mask. I'll leave the girls behind. Yeah. Straight. Hey. Whoa. I I think that with today's generation, with the millennial type of dudes we have, that wouldn't happen. No. But no. if the inmates from prison break out, yeah. that will oh, happen. Yeah. That I would, that will happen. I would be the guy on the <laughs> megaphone on the back of the truck. Oh. Coming to get you, ladies. <laughs> Turn down your women or you will all die. 
Those guys are misogynists. Did you hear what he just said? Oh, my God. I'm going to tweet about this tomorrow, sir. <laughs> Hands up and close off, please. <laughs> oh, no. All right, well, it's not a bad show. Uh, buddy, what do you got for us this week, hombre? All right, this week, let's check out 2018's The Headhunter. It is written by Kevin Stewart. Directed by Jordan Downey, stars Christopher Rye and Cora Kaufman. Very cool. Check that out, inmates. We'll do the same. Compare notes next week. Right now, it's time to educate Miss Monica. Yeah. Educating Miss Monica. Monica, hit us with those clues from last week one time, please. Uh, let's see. Kids and the stories they tell. How about 249? He was an old, creepy, dirty man. And then there was Amanda who took that cute little creature in. Not a good idea. That little creature wiped out a whole family. Now we turn to a murder on the city streets. Ten years later, ten years have passed and have passed since that night, and the secret is finally revealed. Was this a happy ending? You know, I, mm. I always thought this was supposed to be a creep show sequel because if, yeah. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, two or three of these were directed by George Romero. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Just not as scary as Creep Show. No. I did I did love the Hitman sequence. That was the my Hitman favorite. Was a good one. Buster, yeah. Buster Poindexter as mm-hmm. the Hitman. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> and the Black Kitty. Hot, yeah. hot, hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Tales from the Dark Side, inmates. Most of you nailed it. That was, I even got it right. Buddy after. had it before. Yeah. Even yeah. Done. <laughs> Fuck, man. He never knows anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Monica. What do you got for us? Okay, boyfriend takes girlfriend to a party where she meets the love of her life. Poor boyfriend. And soon she is working for him. In the meantime, there are dead bodies popping up in L.A. and all their blood is drained out of them. Hmm. Back to love. She meets his brother and he wants revenge by taking her out. So they fight to the end and he kills his brother only to then sacrifice himself to save her life. And in the end, will she give birth to his child? I was 99% sure I knew what you were doing until that last part about the birth of the child. Now I might be fucked up. All right. Think about that, inmates. Uh, we will do the same. And I th- Yeah, go back in time. I- if it's the movie that I'm, I haven't seen this one forever, but I had a VHS box set. It was part one and part two. And part one was pretty dope. Part two was damn near unwatchable because it didn't make any fucking sense. But I don't remember anything about a child at the end. Uh oh. But like I said, I haven't seen this one in forever. Cool. All right. Anyway, think about that, inmates. Uh, we'll let you know next week. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Yeah. Um, 
Like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. That helps us out quite a bit with our uh, visibility, especially on iTunes, if you get a chance. Any information you need about us, you'll find at paddedroompodcast.com. All of our affiliate programs on the Padded Room Network, as well as our Patreon link. We we have hats, shirts, mugs, um, what the fu- uh, yeah, other stuff that includes <laughs> me. But it's all on the Patreon page. You can check that out. Donate if you feel like it. That's great. We also have uh, bonus content. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, dragging my kids in here and making them do solo shows with me. It's cute as shit. I tell you what. <laughs> if you just want to have your cute button pushed, check out our uh, bonus Patreon content. <laughs> Cuter than anything, I tell you. Uh, other than that, inmates, I think that's about going to do us for the week. Uh, join us next week for The Wind here in mm-hmm. Western Month, courtesy of Tony, also on the Patreon page. That being said, for Buddy, Miss Monica, weird praying mantis people that live under the ground, uh, racist fuckers from 1876 <laughs> in the Dakota Territories, Looney Ben Jim, uh, Buried Alive, Buried Alive, <laughs> and other stuff, Funko stuff, uh-huh. uh, and the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week. Drug for the first time